Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. Today we are back with another No Stupid Questions Reddit episode. If you are new to the podcast or haven't heard one of our Reddit episodes, basically there are a handful of subreddits that Megan and I like to go on, including No Stupid Questions, Unpopular Opinions, or Am I the A-Hole? And for the No Stupid Questions Reddit specifically, people basically just ask any question they think of that they're maybe worried sounds a little bit stupid, but this Reddit is supposed to be a judgment-free place, um, and sometimes that can lead to some funny questions. So, um, we will jump into those in just a second, but we always like to start off with our weekly spotlights and just general catch-up with you guys. So, let's see. My weekly spotlight, I feel like I have been catching up on my sleep. I had, like, the best nap ever. Me too. Yesterday. And usually, like, I don't really like taking naps. I just, I don't want to, like, feel like I'm wasting my day away. And I also sometimes just, like, I'm like, I need to be doing something else. But yesterday was, like, the first day in, like, quite a while where I just, like, I really had no plans yesterday, nothing going on. And in the midst of all that, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to, like, read for a little bit. And then I ended up taking, like, a two-hour-long nap. And I it was just, like, basically really did the good. same thing. Because Meg and I had both... We like kind of went out and then we came back and we were like, okay, I think we'll read for a little bit because we made plans for the evening to watch Red, White, and Real Blue. So we kind of like didn't have anything specific for the afternoon. And so we both separately went to our rooms to read and we both separately ended up taking like two hour naps, which my nap Mm -hmm. also hit very hard. I think I just like I hadn't gotten the best night's sleep this past week. And so I don't know if like I had sleep debt that I need to catch up on where like Saturday my body was like, sleep, you need it. Um, Hopefully... As we continue into this next week, hopefully I feel like my sleep is better. We did also, we can talk a little bit about our thoughts on the red, white, and royal blue movie since we both saw that yesterday. I feel like it was kind of like, it was exactly what I expected it to be, if that makes sense. I mean, I thought, I haven't read the book in a while, so I don't fully remember like if there were specific scenes that were cut out that I wish that would have been in it. I know they had to cut out some of the characters that were in the book that then weren't in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they did a pretty good job. I enjoyed it. I thought there's some funny, like, one-liners and stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed it overall. I do think that having not just read the book, I wasn't so, like, aware of maybe anything that, like, they changed specifically, but I do know, like, there were some things here and there that were different. Um, but, like, there wasn't anything. I was like, I can't believe they didn't do this that was in the book or vice versa. So, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, we also, the Iowa State Fair is currently going on so we went um on friday after work and i don't know that we'll be back if anything we might go back like one more time um the grandstand is like the big concert venue at the fair and Meg and i were like looking at concerts and stuff going on just for fun now they're going to buy tickets to go to the concert but since it's in the grandstand in the fair you can kind of hear the concert anyways if you were at the fair and sean kingston is going to be performing with ludicrous He's a guest on uh, last performer. day and so, so we were toying with maybe if we go to the fair like next Friday around the time he's performing, like we might be able to like hear some Sean Kingston songs. So we'll see. We'll see if that actually ends up being something we want to do. Um, but otherwise, I mean, other stuff. So the fair is known for their butter sculptures, specifically the butter cow. They have that every single year. And then um, they usually have a couple other butter sculptures that are, you know, completely sculpted out of butter. And so some of the sculptures this year, they had a Caitlin Clark sculpture. And, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to make anything out of butter, but they kind of did Caitlin Clark dirty with the butter sculpture. It does not look yeah. anything like her. Um, which, honestly, like, to me, that's almost better. Like, if it looked, like, kind of uncannily like her, but still bad, yeah. she'd be like, does that look like me? But it's like, it doesn't even look like her at all, and it's still bad. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't I mean, bad not, knife her. Not bad. It's probably hard to it make It basically just sculpture. looks like we needed a, a girl. woman playing a basketball. Girl is what they made and it doesn't really look like her and then Haley, our sister she went to the fair um 
like the day after us and they also had a better sculpture of jack trice who was like a famous iowa state football player and i guess it wasn't cold enough or something within the statue display because his arm fell off so yeah i wonder if they fix that or like what do they do i don't know um any other highlights i feel like i'm still reading box in the woods i don't know if i ever like i don't even know if i technically picked what my next book was since we last recorded but that's what i'm reading right now um i'm like 60 pages into it so i'm not like super far into it but i haven't done a whole lot of reading this weekend i'm still reading uh the right move i was going to read yesterday and then i just fell asleep for two hours but i'm slowly working my way through hopefully i can finish it within the next couple days i honestly too like my i feel like usually i've been more planned out with like okay i'm gonna read this next this next this next and like i'm kind of just like i don't really know what i'm doing right now so after i'm done with this book i'm like who knows not sure what my next read is gonna be but i'll figure something out so anyway do you have anything else to say or should we get into some not stupid questions let's go ahead and jump in okay first one i have is it weird to sit in barnes and noble and read I, 15 male, don't really have any friends, so after school I like to go to Barnes & Noble because I love it, or I love to read and can't afford books. Plus, it's right around the corner from my school. There's a place to sit in there, so it has never crossed my mind that it was quote-unquote weird, but today a lady that works there approached me and told me that being here all the time creeped her out, and this really bummed me out. I feel stupid and don't want to go back. This makes me feel bad for yeah. him. It's not weird that. to sit and read in Barnes & Noble. It's very normal to do that. I feel like that's kind of like a typical thing that people might do i literally had on my summer bucket list which i have yet to do if i'm going to do this at any point that one of my goals that i wanted to do was like go to barnes and noble pick out obviously a short book and like read the whole thing there in one sitting especially like if they have a cafe and stuff there too like you're meant to sit there for a while like sit a spell and so it's not weird to do that let me look at some of the comments it's also weird that the person that works there would go up to say that it creeped her out um someone said that's not weird at all reading in a comfy chair at the big corporate bookstore has been a promotional feature of shopping at barnes and noble since always they have couches and chairs there for a reason everyone's saying that he should go complain about the worker i what have you ever like ever have you ever like sat down in barnes and noble to like read for any prolonged period of time Mm, i don't think like for a prolonged period of time now i don't think i have either not that i like wouldn't well it's like kind of like like the same vibe as you know i would go there to study for you know a couple hours at a time what's the difference between being there to study or being there to read true so you do you go to whatever barnes and noble you want and sit and read like some people think think it's weird that you're like not buying the book and it's like well well, you're not doing anything wrong as long as you don't ruin the book you're not leaving the store. You're allowed to, like, pick it up, look at it, whatever. They don't say how long you can do it. Yeah. You can look at the whole book uh, and then put it back. Um, this one is, do you ever get so mad you start laughing uncontrollably? I just got the most angry I have ever been in my entire life, and instead of hurting someone or destroying something, I just started laughing hysterically for the next 20 minutes or so. Nothing was funny. I just couldn't stop laughing. I think there's a threshold for how angry a human can get before they start acting crazy. I laughed my head off with tears running down my face for about 20 minutes straight because I was that mad. Has anyone else (laughs) had this happen? I can't say that that's happened to me. Imagining Um, this in my head is so funny. It'd also be, like, a little off-putting if you were, like, with someone who was, like, getting angry and, like, upset, and then all of a sudden, like, they just start... I feel like there has to be, like, a threshold of, like, disbelief that you come across when it's, like, you're so angry that you, like, almost can't believe it, and then, like, that disbelief turns into just, like, it's funny funny how unbelievable that is. What's the definition of, um, like, humor? It's, like... look it up. Well, do you know what I'm talking about? There's, like, when the expectation doesn't meet... Oh, like, like what makes something funny? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, the... The expectation. Technically, something that's supposed to be funny is when, like, expectation and reality do not meet. So there's, like, this, it's an unexpected thing that happens, if that makes sense. That was an awful way to describe it, but. But I'm just, like, so in a situation where someone is getting, like, so unbelievably mad, I feel like you talking about disbelief, like, kind of makes a good amount of sense because it's, like, you're so 
angry at someone you can't believe they did this what you had expected was not at all what happened so it could be funny in a way like it wouldn't make it would make sense for that to happen i don't know like what this is exactly but i was just googling okay this is the first humor uh always i said humor is the unexpected juxtaposition of incongruities that's a lot of big words if you had something better well, this was just like the first comment response was, I have done it very briefly. I've also witnessed it just the other week. Actually, it was very horrifying for the onlooker, which is what I was just saying. It's probably kind of off-putting. Like you literally think the person's like going insane if that were to happen. I feel like. Or I think this other thing I'm saying, now that I'm looking into the philosophy of humor, um, like related to perception and so when things don't match or like they're incongruous from your perception of the world then things are funny if they're like different i don't know i took a whole class on the humor in literature when i was in college so i may be a bit of a expert expert in this you might say as i'm googling stuff okay i don't know why i keep yawning but wow next one this one has fifteen thousand upvotes i think it's just like a funny scenario the question is, is it weird that my boyfriend doesn't wear underwear? Let's just, like, start there. Generally speaking, it's a little strange. I know that it's not uncommon, though. Like, there are people out there who just, like, don't wear underwear, you know? I personally, like, feel the need to wear underwear. Um, I don't really get, like, they say it's more comfortable, and I'm like, how? With, like, the different, like, types of, you know, jeans and other pants, I'm like, that doesn't seem very comfortable. But to each their own, I guess, if it doesn't affect my life you do what you want anyway then she continues my boyfriend never wears underwear no matter what he's wearing jeans cargo pants shorts etc from a comfortability and sanitary perspective to me it just seems gross and i've never understood it but he prefers it this way whenever he comes over to my apartment to hang out i ask him to take off his pants when he's sitting on my bed no outside clothes on the bed so because he doesn't wear underwear he ends up being completely naked from the waist down um, and gives me a hard time if i ask him to put on shorts we argue about this every time he comes over. I think it's so weird that he does this, but he thinks it's completely normal. Am I overreacting? <laughs> I can't believe that's a situation that she... I honestly would be like, you need to pack a different pair of pants then if you're coming over here. Yeah. That's, that brings up another conversation about like people who are like outdoor clothes people that we can also talk about. I... If I feel dirty and gross, then like I'm not going to make myself comfortable in my furniture or my bed. Like, so whether that's after working out, whether, like, it was a hot day outside and I was, like, sweating a lot or whatever, then, like, I won't, I try not to, like, soil the furniture or the bedding or whatever. Especially because, like, I'm a pretty comfy, like, on the floor person. Like, I will just sit on the floor or lay on the floor and, like, that's fine. Um, If I, like, but I'm not, like, a strict, like, outside clothes, not allowed especially if you have guests come over like to me that doesn't make sense in general how do you accommodate guests when they come over then yeah like if you invite people over they obviously had to go outside to then come inside to your house so what do you mean they can't sit on your furniture or is it like the bed specifically like oh like they can sit on this chair but my bed is off limits specifically which okay i don't know i just I'm torn because, like, I just really don't understand, like, outside clothes people so much that I'm, like, asking him to take off his pants so he's sitting butt naked on your bed is a little bit ridiculous to me. So, I don't know. Well, that's ridiculous, yes. (laughs) I think you guys need to compromise, and he needs to have a permanent pair of your house shorts that he keeps there. Pajama shorts there or something. Because the situation, like, is a little insane um any like relevant comments that would be interesting um in my country when we ask a guest to take their pants off we all take our pants off to make them feel more comfortable i think that's a joke (laughs) but that was the first thing (laughs) that i read um i don't know Okay, my next one is, do you tell your hairstylist slash barber that you like their, that you like your hair even if you don't really? Someone, hold on. Someone said, so he goes pantless but keeps his shirt on? Like, he Winnie the poos whenever he visits? <laughs> That's all. Okay. 
Did you hear my? No. Do you tell your hairstylist slash barber that you like your hair even if you don't really? So I've been cutting hair for a little bit now and when I'm done I ask my client if they like it and they always say yes. Recently I started to ask if they like it and then ask if there's anything I can change before they head out. I am amazed at how many times they say they like it but when I use my follow-up question I will get a few finishing requests like can you take more of the weight out, can you soften up my bangs, do more intense face framing. So I'm just confused because if I didn't follow up they would just have left even though there are things that with the cut that they were not totally happy with. I relate to this because people don't want to A, be more of a burden and then B, like, say that you did, like, a bad job at mm-hmm. your profession. I feel like it's not a even, mix, like, a bad it's job. It's a mix, too, of, like, I think sometimes people themselves are kind of, like, so indecisive of, like, what exactly they want or what they're going for. So even if there's, like, maybe things that are, like, uh, maybe, like, if they would have, if they would, like, do this, like, I'd kind of be okay with them doing that. They also maybe don't know like the best way to word what it is exactly they're looking for. So they might kind of be like, I don't really know how to ask for or critique what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes too, like especially when I had like my side swept bangs in middle school. Um, not that it's like the hardest thing ever to cut bangs, but like I feel like I didn't fully know what I was like wanting or looking for. Or like sometimes like they would start cutting them and like they'd make me nervous and then like I didn't necessarily want to ask more of them, you know, to, like, make it possibly worse. Um, so I think it's a mix of that. I also think if people are generally happy with what you gave them, they're not going to, like, go out of their way to, like, nitpick little mm-hmm. things. Especially, like, then, like, if you say, like, okay, like, it's all done. Like, does everything look good? If you just say that and they're, like, okay, maybe they're, like, out of time. Like, that's all we have time for. It looks, like, pretty okay. Like, I can leave right now and be fine. Versus when you add the follow-up question, you're implying you have more time. You give them the actual, like, opportunity to say, like, oh, I would, like, can you do this, this, and this? Like, it doesn't fully make sense, but, like, it's what most humans do. Mm-hmm. Like, when I finish getting a haircut, I mean, it usually always looks good where I'm like, okay, yeah, like, looks good. I can leave. But if they were to say, like, oh, like, otherwise I could, like, you know, shorten, like, the face room piece a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Do that. Or, like, you know. You have a vision. Follow it. So, not that that's necessarily me contributing, like, something that I was thinking myself, but sometimes I'm like, you know what? Yeah, do a little bit more. But I don't think it's weird. It's annoying for a hairstylist, I'm sure, because they're like, well, I'm, it's my job to make your hair look the way you want it to. So, if you leave before I can do that, then I'm not doing my job. But mm-hmm. a lot of people are just saying, like, I'm just going to leave because I don't want to, like, make anyone feel bad or, like... Most people are saying, like, if they're generally, like, okay, I can go home and, like, fix this myself or, like, style <laughs> it and kind of make it how I want it. Sometimes people have to, like, sit with it for a little bit and then like, yeah. they'll figure out what they need to do. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, someone asked, should I keep reminding my grandfather that his wife has already passed away? My grandfather has Alzheimer's and every time we are going for a walk, he is always in a rush because he thinks my grandmother is waiting for him at home, even though she has passed away five years ago. Every time we remind him of this, he gets sad, but naturally 10 minutes later, he comes back to the same concern. Would it be the worst thing to play along or should I keep telling him the truth? As someone who frequently works with patients who have dementia... I find the best thing is to keep redirect where you're not necessarily lying to them if you can't avoid it. Like sometimes you do go along with what they're saying and like that's the easiest situation. But like clearly it's not sticking. Like you telling every single time like by correcting and telling the truth like isn't doing anything. So I always think it's more helpful to just like redirect to something else. Like a lot of times when it's something like that or related to family like oh like so and so is going to come visit or whatever. I often will take the approach of like, oh, like they haven't come yet or like they're visiting later today or whatever related mm-hmm. to that, like if I can. And then again, just try to keep redirecting to like keep them present in the moment or like maybe like, hey, like come like work with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
specific to you know me wanting to do therapy with them yeah i think that with people who have dementia and alzheimer's you often just need to like enter into their reality with them because you're not going to change their reality like you telling him every 10 minutes that his wife has passed away he's not going to retain that and so is it worth him being sad about it like repeatedly over and over and over again when like that's you could just like enter into his reality I don't think it's like the biggest thing like the biggest issue in the world if you like play into that white lie of like oh like she said like we can take all the time we need to like for this walk like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. just like trying to redirect like you said so that he's engaged in whatever activity that you're currently doing because like they're going to keep perseverating on the thing that they're concerned about or like wanting to know so about if that. he's so you concerned kind of have to like address about like that oh like my bit. wife needs me home now and you'd be like you know what i talked to her before we left she said we can take all the time we need on this walk and then you're like still addressing his concern but like still keeping him in the moment of like okay now he can say okay like we can like continue on this walk then mm-hmm. and so to me you just have to appease like whatever they're perseverating on by like redirecting or like i don't think it's worth the sadness that the truth provides yeah and sometimes too like depending on the situation like even if you try redirecting like sometimes they still get stuck in like they won't leave that situation alone so it doesn't always like help either way like they might just keep running in circles around that same thing but yeah Mm -hmm. some of the comments that i'm seeing someone said according to the book the 36 hour day Instead of adhering to logic, which will probably make for an uncomfortable few minutes, just go with the feeling. See if you can bump the conversation along with a question like, what's she going to say if you're late? No need to make grandpa upset. I've never heard of that book, The 36-Hour Day. I wonder if that's about dementia or Alzheimer's and dealing with that. The 36-Hour Day is... A family guide to caring for people who have Alzheimer's disease, other dementia, and memory loss. Hmm. Interesting. It has a 4.3 on Goodreads. <laughs> Add that to your DBR. Or someone's like, other things that you could say would be like, oh, like, where do you think she is? And just like, engaging them yeah. in other ways. Um. Your turn. Okay. What is the best way to tell a woman that I'm not attracted to her romantically without having some drama? I have a friend. She keeps making passes. I'm not attracted to her. I've told her a couple times when she asked to hang out that I'm busy, etc. She's not getting the message. I don't want to hurt her feelings as I know women can take the rejection easily. I have had this experience in the past. I really don't want to ghost her or ignore her or give her a cold shoulder. How can I approach this without being blunt or is there no other way about it than being blunt? I have a couple different things with this. First of all, I'm like, are you friends? <laughs> because if she's trying to hang out with you <laughs> and maybe they're like friends in a group. And so he like, fair enough wants to hang out with her in a group. Um, then like this, this initial one kind of like sparked or made me think about just like other situations we've been talking about, like how people need to like get a little bit more of a backbone this isn't exactly related to like this scenario but i felt like it kind of tied like we in want to anyways. talk about anyways um <clears throat> because so he's saying he's kind of like talking in circles around her or like kind of like oh like i'm busy sometimes like you need to be blunt and you could do that like not being rude yeah you don't have to say like i'm not attracted to you say just be like i don't really interested. see anything like going on between us so like, i'm not like interested in pursuing that this like reminds us reminds me of a tiktok so you just talked about too where it was like some people like they complain about something but then like they constantly keep feeding into the situation or a person that they're complaining about but then like they're not cutting it off either so and the, the tiktok example was like talking about like a girl saying like oh this guy won't stop texting me he won't leave me alone blah blah, blah. And it's like well do you keep responding to him yeah well i don't want to make him feel bad well, then he's going to keep texting He's going to keep texting you then. So, same thing with this situation of, like, if oh, you she keeps just... she keeps hang out and I keep, like, saying I'm busy. Well, then she's going to keep texting you until you're not busy. Yeah. So, you need to stop using that excuse and say, you know what? I don't, like, see us hanging out, like, one-on-one. I'm not interested in you in that way. And, like, yeah, it might, like, kind of hurt her feelings. But, but like, nothing that I don't... I don't think she would cause, like, drama about it. Especially if you're friends. Yeah. I just think people, people need to be more 
if something is really bothering you that much, I just think you need to like be a little more straightforward with it to say like, hey, look, I have kind of been like avoiding talking about this, but I think it's best, you know, X, Y, Z thing. Yeah. And then you can both move on. Okay. Next one. Um, that was, it's, I know it's mine. Are you ready for the next one? I was kind of looking at some comments. Uh, a lot of people are saying like, be honest, be blunt. Um, just be kind, respectful, and truthful. Don't make assumptions about like how she'll take it. Yeah. That's yeah. sexist to assume that she's going to cause drama because she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. This one's a short one. I weigh myself before and after I poo. Is this weird? Most mornings, I, male 30, try to weigh myself before and after a poo. My wife said this is very strange and nobody else does this, but I think it's valuable information about my body. <laughs> who is I right? I mean, who am I to say it's not some valuable people, to him if it is? Some people, like, weigh themselves. Like, they have a schedule of, like, when they weigh themselves. I don't have a scale, so I can't comment one way or another. Um, I suppose if it's valuable to you. Like, no harm, no foul. It's yeah. not hurting anyone. Is it weird? I don't know. I mean, like, the net knowledge you gain, I guess, is, like, how much you pooped. That's kind of weird to, like, need that information, but I don't know. Whatever. Some people really like, especially the older you get, some people really like to keep track of their bowels. I wouldn't consider 30 old and, like, necessary to do that. Um, But maybe it's, like, setting up for success (laughs) as you age. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Someone commented, they said, I prefer to poop directly on the scale. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works. Um, here's an interesting one. Okay. Is business casual always collared shirts? Mmm. I would say yeah. What about a sweater? (laughs) You could do a sweater. His his description is can I wear can I wear a bra floor and sweater? Oh, yeah. It's my first you, day on You know the what job. you can do? Wear a collared shirt underneath the sweater. That'll really show yeah. them. That'll, that's definitely going to be business casual. A sweater, I think without a collared shirt as well, is fine. Most other situations, I think, like, yeah. I think you're going to need a collared, a collared shirt. I don't know what other shirt you're wearing without one. I agree. I'm like... I know, like, a collar is, like, for when you have, like, a tie or something, but it's just, like, funny, like, you can wear without the tie, and it's still, like, business casual, but, like, you need the collar. Yeah. Well, they don't just make button-ups without a collar. They probably do. They probably do, but, like... That'd be... That'd yeah, be gross. Next one. Again, this one's, like, a short, you know, not really a stupid question, but funny one. Why do people always say tuna fish when referring to it as a food, but never chicken bird or even salmon fish or trout fish? etc tuna fish um i feel like i don't i don't know someone in the comments is it does have an fish? answer okay maybe i'll just let them answer then even. fun fact tuna and tuna fish are meant to refer to separate things tuna is the fish that's in the sea and is like fresh and in fillets and tuna fish is mm-hmm. the stuff in the can or the little bag nobody is usually that specific one way or another but that's why those words exist really if anything, you would kind of think it'd be the opposite. Where, like, the actual fish would be tuna fish. And then in the bag and stuff would be tuna. Tuna gets a bad rap, I feel like. Everyone always hates on tuna. And they're like, it smells bad. I think tuna's good. I don't eat it regularly. I think tuna can be... It's good. It's better if it's, like, you mix it with Miracle Whip well, yeah. rather than mayonnaise. Because then it, like... I just feel like the flavors complement the fish better. <laughs> Otherwise, it's, like, not enough flavors going on. Um, I enjoy it every once in a while, but not often. Yeah. I mean, I feel like dad, he would always have like cans of tuna. I used to like not really know, like, I didn't really know what tuna was. I feel like I was just like, what exactly? Like, you're just popping open a can of tuna, whatever this is. Like, it would just be like mush when it's all like mixed together. And it's like, what is this really? I don't know. Interesting. I always knew it was fish. I don't know what I thought. Anyway, I would say not a stupid question. That is interesting that we do that. That also reminds me of a TikTok that I saw where it's like, you know, when everyone's, why do we say 
Caribbean, except for when we talk about parts, parts of the Caribbean. Caribbean. I don't know. Like, I don't know either. I don't know who decided that. And it's like, it's weird if you would say Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, everyone would be like, no one says that. And it's like, well, we say Caribbean like that otherwise. So, yeah. I think, honestly, I didn't realize that it was the same thing until, like, much after the movies came out. I think that I also used to, like, say Caribbean, like, outside of the movie. And then I, like, really? grew up a little bit. <laughs> and, like, switched. Maybe you learned it from the movie. Maybe. Um, Okay. People who line up outside of businesses before they open. Why? I work at a UPS store. Sunday, we open at 12 o'clock. I do not unlock the door until 11.57. Full stop. I'm not opening up early just because some old lady orders stuff on Amazon every single day and has bingo to get to at 12.30. I just don't understand the behavior. They try to open the door and then get mad when it's locked, even though the sign right up front in front of their stupid faces says we (laughs) open at 12. Do they even know what time it is? Hmm. I mean, I guess, like, the question is, like, do you want to, like, wait by the door or do you want to wait in your car? I would guess it all just has to do with, like, wanting to make this as fast as possible and being there right when the door is or, unlocked. Like, there's, been, there's been a few times where, like, I didn't really realize what time it was and I kind of didn't think, like, oh, they, they might not be open yet. And so I go to just go into the store, like, at when we were in Wisconsin, be like, we're up in the morning we were going around a couple different places some places were open already so we saw there's a bookstore nearby and we we're like oh let's go check it out and we like walk i don't know if we actually like tried opening the door or not or if we were just like wait it was like place one open? minute from when that, like, it was like opened. one minute and we were kind of like that kind of like freaked us out a little bit we were like we're like gonna be like that eager to like <laughs> get into the store get into the store then we actually found like a different um bookstore to go to so we didn't try that one um but otherwise usually it's only like I'm only there, like, right when a place opens. I feel like if I was already out doing something and I want to, mm-hmm. like, it's going to make more sense for me to, like, be ready to go and get in. I stood outside of, like, a Best Buy before they opened because, like, I was already around the area and I was, like, either wait in my car or I wait Right by the line. door. And then also, I think that when you see people waiting outside, you're like, oh, everyone's waiting outside. And, like, you join them. First, like, if no one was out there, maybe you'd, like, okay, I'm going to wait in my car because no one else is out there. So, like, the people okay it when there's more people standing in line. So, I mean, I don't think it's weird. I think it's just... I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't want to... If you're not opening the doors early, okay, I'm just waiting. Yeah. I'm just waiting for you to open the doors. Okay. I don't try to make it a habit to do Do you that. have any interesting comments uh, from the people to share? I do this at a local... A bakery would make sense. I will say that. I do this at a local bakery that just opened. That's because bakeries, like, it's you first gotta come, get first there. serve. So that would actually make plenty of sense. Um, I worked in retail. This was one of my biggest pet peeves. They act like we don't have stuff to do before getting people or letting people in. Maybe they're just waiting. My goodness. It doesn't. As long as people are being annoying. I mean, I've never worked retail, so I don't know what people do when they're waiting in line. And maybe it gets crazy. I don't know. But... If they're just waiting, then, like, who are you to say you're not allowed to wait outside the store? So, those, those are the only two comments. Okay. Um, I don't understand when urgent care should be used. I've been getting busy spells. One day it got really bad where I was like, something is wrong, and my doctor wasn't available. I went to urgent care. They checked me in, and the doctor said it was inappropriate for me to be using urgent care for this. Everything I look up says urgent care is to fill the gap between your doctor and the ER, I didn't think this required an ER visit as it had been a long-standing issue that had just gotten really bad that day. Urgent care seemed to fit the bill until I got chastised. Now I have no clue again. I feel like that fits the bill with, like, going to urgent care. I feel like that fits the bill, especially... Well, here's here's what I would say, maybe, where I could see maybe where the doctor's coming from. If she was actively having, like, a dizzy spell and it was bad, then I could see the concern, but... I think where the doctor's probably getting from is, like, if this is a long-standing issue that you've, like, had and you're concerned about it, like, maybe it's worth then setting up an appointment, appointment with your primary care provider to discuss said concern. But if, like, that episode is that bad, then, yeah. like, what's she supposed to do? I think urgent care. Like, I've heard of plenty of people going to, like, ER or urgent care for vertigo. Yeah. Which I is probably what would have, like. Like, I probably would have gone to urgent care over the ER in that situation. 
Someone said, urgent care doctors are pissy. You did the right thing. Don't listen to them. <laughs> I mean, because Meg and I, when we were pulling up questions, we have to make sure we don't pull up the same ones. And so we were talking about, like, in our lives, how do we think about, you know, when to use urgent care versus the ER? And I think our understanding is very in line with this person where if you need to go to the doctor right now, but it's not don't an emergency situation, you go to urgent care. And then if urgent care is closed, you'd go to the ER because they're the only ones open. But generally it's to fill the gap of like i don't have an appointment but i need to see a doctor right now mm-hmm. um i guess like i don't know what like a quick care equivalent would be but even then like a vertigo thing i would imagine you wouldn't go to like some quick checkup place well, you know I what i mean urgent care like when we had like the iowa that's quick care stuff like an interesting what is that thing that's what i was just wondering can you go to places that are like not quote-unquote urgent care for like for a scheduled appointment because you maybe could but I don't really know. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I know there's a thing in Iowa City, but I don't know like where I would go for that in Des Moines. I'd be like, where's urgent care? True, because it's usually designated as urgent care and not just like walk-in appointments. When so I was that, in, maybe that's the thing to look up. When I was in Cedar Rapids, when I like fell down the stairs, I was like, am I gonna have to like drive myself to like urgent care or something right now? I didn't obviously because I didn't feel like anything was broken but I mean honestly with how late it was I probably would have had to have gone to the emergency room and then it would have been funny because I would have gone to the emergency room at the hospital that I was having my clinical at so I would have been like I'll be here tomorrow look Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, what's the difference between urgent care and walk-in clinics? Um, the urgency of the situation? Well, okay, this is like a specific place, so, but I'll just assume that hopefully it's the same among places. Um, though our name is whatever, I won't shout them out, blank, blank, urgent care. When describing our services to a community, we often refer to our facilities as walk-in clinics. Um, a walk-in <laughs> clinic is a term typically used for a facility that provides more affordable options for basic medical care than an emergency room. Walk-in clinics are sometimes referred to as a retail clinic are often found near retailers or pharmacies, blah, blah, blah. Um, often used for non-threatening conditions. Urgent care is very similar to a walk-in clinic, but with additional capabilities. Urgent care centers are able to treat more serious, though still non-life-threatening illnesses or injuries. So I feel like they're kind of essentially the same thing. Okay, good to know. You know what's interesting? At the place that I have PR and stuff at, even though they're not like a typical hospital because they have like hospital in their name and people could like, if they're having a medical emergency, like end up going to them because it's like a hospital they have to have like a triage room mm. to be able to like do stuff interesting even though like they're not a regular hospital they'd be like we need to get an ambulance to get you out of here but we can kind of triage you i guess interesting okay this was my last one so you had a few more right do you have two yeah. more i have three more okay super setting in a gym with limited machines hello all just wondering um, if I'm the a-hole for calling out a guy at the gym. The gym has limited machines, and he was using the only leg press and hack squat machines at the same time. Obviously, I asked how many sets he had uh, left. Mind you, I was thinking he was only on the leg press, and he told me I went two of eight on both of these. I was two flabbergasted. Two of eight? I was flabbergasted, so I was like, can I jump in with you? He was like, nah, I like to train alone. I told him, unless you own the I'd gym. I'd like, I'm not training with you, buddy. You can't hold machines hostage. All he did was shrug. So I went to the front counter and they told him, either free a machine, allow me to work with him, or leave. Not usually the go tell the teacher type, but I thought it would teach him something. He ended up leaving, so I wanted to know if I was the bad guy. Thank you. No. I am very, very, not the bad guy. very, very, very against people using two machines at the same time. I never, it's, ever, ever think that's okay. Unless, like, the gym is so empty, you're shocked at how empty it is. It's more so, I don't like it either, and I wouldn't do it. I think... The closer in proximity the machines are to one another, the more okay it gets. But then you always have to be willing to, like, let someone bump in with you if you're taking two machines. Sure. 
I think a better way to go about it is to like superset a machine with something non-machine. Like have like there are, you know there are a lot of people though that exclusively work out with machines. I know, but you got to do one set at a time then. Or like I just think they're like a cable machine perfect thing to superset on because like you can do different things on the cable machine and you're just using one thing. But I just I always like if I'm in a gym and the machine is like empty but then someone's things are right by it, I'm like it just confuses me. I'm like, well then I'm guessing I can't use that but also where is this mm-hmm. person i hate and this is just like me like hating when people like interact with me any anytime but like in, if i'm at the gym like oh can i like, bump in with it you want it in my head i'm like no like i've never had that happen to me i've had it happen like only a handful of times and i'm like you should just like oh like i'm done <laughs> you're in luck i just finished <laughs> even though you like just got there no i mean usually if i i usually exclusively do three sets of 10 anyways so i'm like i will be done in like five minutes i promise like you can take it then um i actually prefer though like i'm i would be the type of person that like would observe and then like if someone's leaving then then i go in mm-hmm. like i had someone last week i just finished using the squat rack i was leaving they're like you done and i was like yeah and then like they go up and take it i don't like they like were, working in with people they were ready because they saw you were kind of finishing up yeah like i get it it's just like a me thing i don't want to work in with other people yeah anyway my turn that was my last one okay how should i say i want a traditional relationship without sounding like a sexist i'm in my mid-30s looking for a partner i'd really like someone who wants to get married have kids and take on a domestic role in managing the house and raising the kids but i also want a 50 50 partnership with that person i don't believe that she should be submissive and i don't want any religious views about the relative worth slash value of men and women basically i'm a modern liberal guy with a good job who is fortunate enough to be able to support a household on my income alone and i want a partner who would embrace the quote-unquote traditional woman role but without a lot of the sexist baggage that comes with it that seems how like can i explain <laughs> what i feel like you should have people lining down the block. how can i explain this in a dating profile i don't want to attract highly religious people and i don't want to immediately turn off liberal women that's actually interesting like the last little bit though. in a dating profile i don't feel like it needs to be that deep like I don't i'm all be straight up i just don't i think it'll come up later and yeah. it doesn't need to be, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, trust me when I say there are plenty of women out there who would be okay with that. She'd be like, I just got to stay home and like be a trophy wife. I'll do that. Right. Um, but yeah, when I initially picked this one out. Because I feel like some people are like, you know, oh, like I want like this is what I want my life to look like. How do I like get that it seems so unrealistic these days and i'm like there i always say there is someone for everyone and so while you know he might want this and like there's a lot of women who would not want to like fill in that traditional role of like just being the house housemaker homemaker what they call it homemaker taking care of the kids that's fine for that woman he will find someone who wants to be the homemaker and like a woman who wants to be the homemaker and is looking for a guy to then take care of her like those people find each other Mm-hmm. and so you don't need to say like what do i need to change or like adjust about the life that i want to appease other people you'll find someone who fits in with what you want yeah but then i do understand because that is traditionally like you know typically a woman who wants that kind of role would maybe have different ideals and beliefs than maybe he has but you just gotta work through that's what the dating process is for yeah and you'll find someone Someone said, talk about what you can offer and not what you expect in return. Women will be able to make inferences from there. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Someone said, put exactly what you just wrote in your dating profile. Where? <laughs> That's too long. Okay. Next one. What is the correct answer to the question? Do you know how fast you were going when you get cl- or when you get pulled over by a cop? I feel like how else are they supposed to start? I've never been pulled over. So. And you still haven't been pulled over either, right? Still. No. So, I mean, I wouldn't know how to answer this question. I do know you're not supposed to, like, you're not supposed to admit, like, if you were going over, you're not supposed to be like, oh, yeah, I was going, like, five over. Because then they're like, boom, ticket. So, I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what I'd say. I was following the flow of traffic. (laughs) (laughs) I was just following the flow of traffic. That's a funny one. (laughs) Um, 
I don't know. I feel like, honestly, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I would be too, like, stunned and not know what to say. No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. No, but I imagine you have a reason for pulling me over. Don't admit that don't either. That. Don't say that. Never, uh, never admit fault. Yeah. Let's see what the comments say. They're probably smarter than us. So this says they're asking you to self-incriminate for speeding. Just say you were going with the flow of traffic. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm a lawyer. You looked at this one before me. Um, interesting. I mean, I've heard that before, so it's not like you just like created that. But well, it's interesting. Like if you're gen- if you genuinely are going with the flow of traffic, like what makes them pull you over versus someone else? There's a couple places like when I'm driving to work where like. The speed changes like for only like short distances like between so it's like fast before fast after and you have to be like careful of like speed traps because like that's where they like to hang out but so usually like I'm pretty conscious of like my speed when I'm driving those places but it's always like if there's someone who's like just flying right by me I'm kind of like okay well they'd be pulling them over before they pulled me over so as long as I'm going slower than them that was all I had Someone said, according to this little thing, point to the dashboard, the speed limit. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, never self-incriminate. That is the main answer. But also probably don't lie either. Last one. Why do people feel the need to have an opinion on the amount of furniture some men put in their houses or apartments? I see online that it's common for people to make jokes about men having setups in their homes uh, setups like having just a TV, couch, and a bed. My question here is, why do people care about it, though? If they don't like how someone set up their home, then they shouldn't go inside. I just don't understand why this opinion, or why this is an opinion in the first place. Where do people feel the need to comment on the amount of furniture a person has, or men in this case? People like like to talk. It's mostly just, like, the joke of, since we're talking about men specifically, it's, like, a very man thing, a straight man thing, to just, like, have the bare necessities and not, like, worry about his, situ- his like, other stuff related to his living situation. Like, like they're, not, they're not there to decorate. They're not there to fill in the space with, like, oh, like, this would look nice here or anything like, like that. Like, you hear about, you know, guys not having headboards. It's, like, a big thing of, like, oh, if he's got a headboard, you got to lock him down because, like, he's put together. He's got a headboard. And so I feel like part of it's just funny. And... I mean, I feel like a lot of guys get, like, the joke, too. So, I don't know. Like, it's just more common for women to, like, have this vision of what their space is going to look like and then, like, try and achieve it. Obviously, sometimes guys might say that's spending so much money that, like, I wouldn't want to spend. And they can say that if they want to. Fair enough. But I think it's just, like, a woman would typically, like, walk in and be like, so this is how you live. And they're like, I couldn't do that. So, let's look at some of the comments. There's only a couple. Someone said, it's just a joke at this point based on observation. Most men don't know, right? Have very simple setups. It's just funny. It's a joke slash meme. It's not that deep. So basically what we were saying. You know, it's funny. Because we've had a couple times now where we've said something and then we've read the comments and we're like, oh my God, we just said that. Megan and I have been doing that a lot just like within our personal lives. We're like, we've been joking. We're two girls, one brain. We always do though. So Sierra says that a lot too. Two girls, one brain. We... I, actually I can't even think true. of like a... Well, I was like, gonna be like, it's tr- it was true at one point, but I actually don't know. No, we probably had different brains. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know the exactly. whole process. Yeah, of becoming... One becoming two, I don't know. At what point that happens. <laughs> I don't either. Um, But we think and say a lot of the same things. It's always funny. <laughs> it's funny when people that like, let's say don't know both of us or like they're asking about like, being a twin and I think a lot of times people try to like make being a twin like bigger than it is is that what you're saying no I'm saying like I think sometimes people really try to uh and I I am grateful for these people but like I've had a couple people recently I feel like kind of say like oh like well you're twins but you're like you're both different people and like you're both like you like different things and the like they're kind of emphasizing like the differences between us and I'm like thank you but also, I'm like, we are also really similar, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, we really are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, like, for recognizing my individualism and, like, really promoting, like, me as a person. However, we do the same things. Like, 
most of the time. <laughs> but thank you for that. But like we choose to do those same things separately. Today. We could. Um, we also we can have about brunch a little bit if you want to. Sure. Um, I'm just like, how much time do we have left? We got time. We got time. So we went to brunch today with our dad and then Haley and Henry, of course, was there. He didn't say much, but <laughs> he was there. Um, and I guess I don't know like what I want to talk about specifically, but we just had a lot of fun time with <laughs> with gossip and I feel up. like you you'd have to like dive into like I know I was gonna say and then, like, then I was like maybe I shouldn't share that so I won't. Our dad just like wore things. I here I can so say funny. this because Haley listened to our episode about like oh like where's my boyfriend at and so Haley was like you know in some ways trying to like help us out a little bit Which, and then, like our dad was know. also there uh and so he was like sharing his insight and Megan and I were just saying you know like oh it's just hard for us to like really give someone a fair shot if we're like not initially attracted to them and obviously like you know if Haley's trying to like you know find someone for us she's like sending a picture of like whoever and it's like they're not bad looking I just like don't know if it's like it's, like my is that target audience uh and then our dad is just like making me laugh too trying to be like we well, guys have to be like open-minded and like blah 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 um so i'll have to say if you guys are curious how the uh date before our birthday is going no updates thus far but we are we're aware that the date is approaching so so we are still trying to to work on it and there was at least one person who said they were setting a goal for themselves too so hopefully it's going well for you yeah I try and be like hinged obviously the easiest place to you know be most mindful of like how this could occur how this date could happen in the next couple weeks and I'm trying to be open-minded I am but like if I'm not attracted to them like I just can't do it so waiting to find uh that one in a million person where I'm like you know what they might be just attractive enough and then we can build I think I sound like I'm so like thinking I'm hot stuff like oh I can't go out with someone who is not like a 10 out of 10, but I'm just saying what I feel and I'm not going to go on a date with someone who I'm not attracted to. And unfortunately, I feel like my standards Your biology determines like, you can't like make yourself attracted to someone. Exactly. So I feel like, I don't feel that bad about it. I feel like a lot of people are like, I get it. Like, fair enough. Anyway, that's all I had to share, I guess, from brunch. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, If you did, make sure you like it if you're watching on youtube or you can rate our podcast wherever you listen follow us on instagram and we will see you guys next thursday bye Bye.